1: Well, welcome, everybody. Hope everyone is having a great week. Here we are. We are at the end of March. Q1 is almost in the books here. Again, if we hope everybody is having a successful Q1 and a great start to 2023. Again, if you have any questions in regards to your goals and objectives, anything that we could help you with, feel free to reach us out to us at Sustainable Success Coaching and Consulting. And you can reach us at chris at christophersalem.com or chris at sustainable success. .net. Again, if you're new to the show, welcome. We are excited that even though we pioneered the influencer channel here at Voice America, we are moving to another channel at the end of next month. Yes, we're going to be officially on the business channel. Uh even though we we started a trend with business influence, we're going to be combining that now with the business channel now to give you more access to even more great content. So we are excited. But if you found us here, and we welcome those that are new, Again, you can uh, check us out also on Apple Podcast, and we can also be found on our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. There we've had many of our great guests sharing their words of wisdom and insights that take your business and personal success to the next level. Today's show is being brought to you today by Achieve Explosion Conferences or Business Explosion Conferences by Achieve uh, Business Systems. They are putting on an event in Denver, Colorado, called the Achieve Biz Explosion. That is gonna be June 9th and the 10th. And I can tell you firsthand, I've been to this event and it's incredible. Not only an opportunity to make great people, but it's also a place that you will walk away with not only great relationships, but business, yes. This is not your typical networking type of conference. There's gonna be a wealth of information being shared on business. And I happen to be the keynote speaker, so I'm looking forward to being there. Again, if you'd like to check out more information about the Achieve Biz Explosion Conference, June 9th and 10th. Reach out to them at Conferences.com. That's AchieveBizConferences.com. Well, we got a great show for you today, and I'm so excited to be hearing about what we're going to be listening to today. We're going to be talking about sustainable behavior change. And as you know here, we are all about mindset changes in behavior and communication that to elevate us to the next level. You know, the, it, you know, our business is built from the quality of relationships we have with ourselves and others, and behavior plays a big role in that. And we got the privilege uh, today of going uh, to are be talking with Dr. Dwayne Jenkins, and he goes by Dr. Dwayne, and he has practiced GYN oncology for two decades and is a partner in the Oklahoma Cancer Specialist and Research Institute in Tulsa. He speaks, writes, and provides mindset coaching services in pursuit of his mission to teach a generation the power of meditation and self-acceptance. Uh, he and his husband, Felix, are avid skiers and dog dads, and you're going to get to know him more here later today and where you can reach out to him, and I can't wait to hear what he has to share. With, without further ado, we welcome Dr. Dwayne to the show. Dr. Dwayne, how are you doing today?
2: Chris, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for Uh, having me on the show. It's it's a pleasure.
1: Awesome. We we so look forward to having you. Now, I know you're an oncologist and and here you are a doctor and you do all these things, you know, Western medicine and so on. But you bring mindset to the game. You know, we're all about, you know, mindset. When we talk about that, how does that play into what you're going to share with us today when it comes to behavior or behavioral change? And why would that be so important, you know, in our lives and especially in our careers in business? Yeah, it's um, it's a
2: million dollar question. Right. And for me, at the end of the day, what that question about is about is, you know, this approach to life, this worldview, even that recognizes that. Our experience is not siloed, you know, we we as a as a matter of course, you know, it's required for us to adhere to the constructs that have been passed down to us, you know, one generation to the other. We have to study language in order to be effective communicators, right? But at the end of the day, what we are at our essence, what we are at our most fundamental are these non-siloed three-dimensional beings, right? And as a matter of course, in order to survive, we have to learn to compartmentalize, you know, our minds, our bodies, our spirit, and our spirit. You mentioned the Western medicine, which is the core of my GYN oncology practice. But at the end of the day, when people are facing times of crisis, all right, and that crisis can be a cancer diagnosis, that crisis can be a, a business opportunity that you know has gone wrong or that has uh, uh, fallen through you get the point yes um, th- then all of the dimensions you know of our humanity come online and we w- we're not quit you know how to connect those parts of ourselves and that's really what we're here to um Uh, to try to help people to do. And it's very much much a personal mission for me as well, as much as it is professional, because I'm at this stage in my life in which um, I have achieved the synthesis of my personal and professional, and even more transparently, the synthesis of my spiritual and my sexual mm. self. See, that was the real challenge for me as a young man, trying to figure out where do I fit, you know, in yeah. the grand scheme of things in this world. And there was no easily accessible.
1: Yeah, there paradigm. wasn't there wasn't a roadmap or a blueprint. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There wasn't
2: a blueprint that says, oh, this is where you fit in, you know, as the very spiritual hyper well, hyper well, deeply intuitive gay man from rural South Carolina. You know, I turned 52 here in a few weeks. And so wow, that's the generation that I'm from. So the point is that um, it took some trial and error. It took some hard knocks. And um, finally, a decade into 12-step recovery, I have a synthesis of those two things. And so it's The windows that I have into people's lives vis-a-vis my cancer practice, it's the windows that I have into people's lives vis-a-vis 12-step recovery that's allowed me to accumulate a lot of wisdom here, you know, about how it is to do the damn thing. And um, the way that I keep that wisdom, the way that I continue this beautiful journey that I'm engaged in, is to actively give it away and so that's what dr Dwayne is all about and um that's why 20 years into my practice this is the business that i'm building you know in preparation of the next steps
1: well i love the fact that you know you shared a little bit of your backstory and your transparency and i i can relate to that dr wings i know growing up in the first 30 years of my life, you know, I grew up where I didn't feel like I didn't have any direction. I grew up, you know, yeah. my dad was rarely around when he was, he was emotionally checked out. Yeah. So here's this young, young boy, just kind of getting thrown out there into, you know, the teenage becoming a teenager, and then in the adult world, and just didn't have any guidance or direction, how to be a man. And I got lost, I struggled with 12 years of addiction and yeah. anger issues. And so I could see how what you what you were talking about, like how it How you were able to kind of come together, and I know that that was a journey for me that took took a little while, but when it did, it became my life's work in a way. And how it part, you know, how it it, it, how I use it even in 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 the business world and helping people because it always starts from the inside out. So I love the fact you shared that.
0: Absolutely,
2: you You know, you said something there that um well it 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 resonated on multiple levels. But um, mentorship is so important. And especially as men in our, you know, Western capitalist society, um, our abilities to really unpack, um, uh, to to have safe space, you know, to express all the dimensions, you know, of emotion and all the dimensions of our being. And men don't feel safe doing that uh, in this day and age. And so part of, I think, the opportunity for people like me and you, you know, uh, because that father relationship is so important. And you see it play out so much in business. You see it play out so much where it's very clear that what would make this corporate environment, what would make this team function better is some very clear and strong mentorship. But yes. because this person on this end of the dynamic either doesn't know how to do it, isn't emotionally equipped to step into that place of vulnerability and exchange and do it, the business suffers, right? Oh, yeah. So this is the kind of transference of knowledge that is um, valuable for people who want it because they have to want it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that's true yeah you you got it again you don't have to have all the answers I don't, I don't think we'll ever have all the answers no, it's always a no. process right yeah i, I always look process. at I, i'm not graduating and getting a degree or a certificate at the end yeah. of this it, it's whenever i pass on to the next realm of whatever that takes me then maybe i'll yeah. find out what, it, what yeah. it all means but it's all a journey yeah so the mentorship is
2: important and um you know um this is my opportunity to thank you because uh, you provide a platform for people like me who, uh, who have a perspective, who have a voice and um, uh, uh, someone on the other end of this conversation is going, Oh yeah, I recognize what that guy is saying. And I'd like to connect to that guy and you are making that possible. And you're facilitating that. And even more personally for me, Um, Shortly after uh, you uh, invited me onto the show, I went, you know, to your lineup and I saw the people that you were interviewing and there was a podcast on sustainable marketing or something to that effect.
1: Yeah, we've had different titles with sustainable. Yeah.
2: It provided me exactly what I needed at that point in the development of my business. And um, uh, it's the reason why. You know, one of my offerings on Substack exists to this day because I figured out how to make it sustainable. I figured out how to reinforce that alignment of my personal wellness program and my professional development. And now it just flows. So. This is what it's about, you know, and so you're about. making it happen.
1: We're all yeah. here to share and. and, yeah. and, and yeah, I'm all it's all about collaboration and Absolutely. You know, cuz we're all at different levels of our journey and where we are and you talked about mentorship. And you know, one thing I've learned about mentorship, not to get off topic cuz I want to get back on behavior too, is that it doesn't matter because you're older than someone. Everyone thinks, "Oh, because you're older and you No, it comes down to the experience and where if I'm looking to make that change I don't know. I could learn something from somebody that's like my son's age or, you know, or it doesn't have to be someone older than me. It could be somebody my age or even younger, but if they have that experience or something that, that I, that I aspire to do for myself, that's going to be more powerful, you know? So it's regardless of someone's age or gender or whatever it is, it's, it's about the experience. And can, if they can make that change, what can I do for myself to do that?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, when you see someone performing, when you see someone achieving, when you see someone embodying the principles that you desire for yourself and your life and your business, that's a level of recognition that transcends gender, that transcends age, it transcends geography. And, um, you know, that dynamic is embedded in language, right? We have words that describe that dynamic. Olay is one of those words, right? Um, Ashe is one of those words and what it is, what it has encoded in language is that very human ability to recognize on a very, very deep and fundamental level when something is being performed with excellence. You know, we, we have stars for that reason, right? Celebrities for that reason. So, um, this desire to attach ourselves to other people for the purpose of transferring information, that's what babies and mothers do every day, right? Well, they do it all the time, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's built into what it means to be a human being. Um, and we see it displayed, you know, across species that also have this nurturing kind of dynamic.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What would you share? You know, and I know we'll have more time in the second segment to talk on that, but like if if somebody's listening right now or be listening later and they're thinking, you know, God, there's so many things going on in my life that, you know, maybe I'm they're facing these challenges. Maybe these challenges keep coming up. They're they're the same challenge or similar challenges, just a different situation. So maybe now I can't control what I can't control in this situation. But what what i can control is i can control my behavior if i yeah. choose to do so so what would you recommend somebody you know that's dealing with something like that maybe going through maybe maybe on the brink of going through a transition or yeah what would you recommend be the first thing to kind of like be have awareness to to, to start moving things forward right so <clears throat> <laughs>
2: That's a big question, Chris. Yeah.
1: I know there's probably a lot of things, but you know, whatever you you like, no, to
2: share, it's, 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 it's no, no, no. It's a lot of things, but, um, but, you know, at the end of the day we have to listen to the messages that life is giving us. Right. And um. <clears throat> that is, uh, uh, that, that's, that's, that's not something you're going to find in a, uh, uh, a, a randomized control yes. trial. You know, you're not going to be able to pull a paper for that. This is, you know, that life experience kind of wisdom that everybody can relate to. But the point is that when you start coming to that same point in the journey and you begin to recognize it, then the next step is to go, okay, what is this road sign actually saying? Because if you ignore it, then, you know, we have a saying that says that the definition of doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, that's insanity, Insanity. right? (laughs) So that's a basic 12-step kind of principle. And so uh, you have to wake up and we can talk about the ways in which I'd like to coach people, you know, to wake up. Um, uh, you know, when we, you know, when, when you think it's appropriate, when we have a little time. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, we'll come <laughs> back in the second segment. We'll yeah, definitely have time yeah, to do that. Yeah. Well, we have we have about we have less than yeah. a couple minutes before the yeah. break. Anything that yeah. like you would like to share, like to kind of lay the foundation for. Behavior be, yeah, changes? of course. Yes. So then
2: the, the the big thing. All right. Once you wake up, the big thing, in my view is to focus on pleasure. And there really is no more succinct way to communicate that. See, our feedback loops in our brain, they're, be, they're more powerfully activated by things that we enjoy, yeah. things that make us happy. And so we have to be willing to get down to the truth, the self-awareness of, what is it that makes me happy? And then let that be the bedrock. Let that be the prism through which we filter every incremental decision there, thereafter. So that's the that's the, really the core principle.
0: Wow,
1: I love that pleasure. And and a lot of times, you know, I think sometimes people, based upon their upbringing or what things that have happened, they they don't allow themselves that they, you know, and in and, you know, and knowing that that you know it's okay. Not, I mean, as long as it's it's serving you and not think something that it's not going to serve you. I mean, you know, if you're, you know, if you get caught up in drinking too much and think that's yeah. pleasure and then it becomes a problem. That well,
2: might- and that's why we use that word, right? It's a charged word and it opens the door to this whole conversation. So, Absolutely. um, but pleasure is what it's about.
1: Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> well, nothing wrong with that. Cause I, I can tell you like, that was not something for me that came very easy, uh, yeah. you know, in the first 30 years of my life. And, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little older than you. I'm 55 right now. And so I, you know, yeah. been, been the last 25 years, it's been, I look at it completely different. So there's yeah. no doubt about that. that so, mis- you know,
2: a baby knows what they want and need. They cry out, they don't know what it is until they get it. And then they recognize what it is, because it gives them pleasure. It and gives them they pleasure. stop crying. And then exactly. the next time they look for it, And so it's really fundamental, and the contours, the nuances of taking pleasure too far, yes, that's a part of the discussion as well, but you can't get away from pleasure being what fuels the way forward.
1: No doubt about it. I know we got to go to break right now, but we got more to come from Dr. Dwayne here. (laughs) Sustainable behavior change. We'll be right back after the break.
0: Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com.
2: This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be
0: inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at one 472 5795 Again, that's one 472 5795 Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Well, welcome, everybody. If you're just joining us, we are talking about sustainable behavior change. We're here with Dr. Dwayne Jenkins. He goes by Dr. Dwayne. Again, you're going to be learning more about where you can contact Dr. Dwayne here later in the show. And again, we highly encourage all of those that are just joining us to listen to the show in its entirety. Again, the the critical factor in all of our sustainable success shows is our guests are very transparent. They share from the heart and we learn from the experience that, that our guests have gone through, how that relates to where you are and where you desire to be. And Dr. Dwayne talked about, you know, the importance of mentorship in terms of behavior change. Again, we encourage you to check it out in its entirety here later today. Uh, You can check it out at the uh, Voice America Influencers Channel, soon to be business channel, and then also on our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. So, Dr. Dwayne, you gave gave us some great information, uh, even sharing, you know, your personal story behind it. Can you unpack a little bit more where we left off in the first segment around the pleasure principle when it comes to? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> you and I are uh, 70s and 80s babies. So, you
2: know, yes. we, remember, <laughs> we, 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 we remember Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson was truly ahead of her time, you know, because she talked about these things. The pleasure principle. That's one of her. Yes, I do remember her, that song. Yeah, right. that's you one of her. One. Yeah. That's, that's one of her hit, you know, albums. but you know, just rolling back to the whole uh, uh, the whole child, the whole baby example. See, it's the outcomes that inform us to the path, right, that we're taking, the path that we're on. And so baby's stomach is empty, the baby's cold, whatever need is not being met, The baby doesn't like, you know, the outcome. It doesn't like the results. And it makes that known. It cries out. And then it gets that need met. It gets that pleasure feedback loop activated in the brain. And it's happy. And you have this pattern, you know, that's reinforced both between the baby and the mother. And so just to carry the analogy a little bit further, patients walk in the office and they say, doctor, this is going on or the patient's gotten a diagnosis, you know, that they don't, um, that that no one ever anticipates, no one ever wants a cancer diagnosis, right? And not all of those diagnoses are associated with behaviors that people can then change, but many of them are. Smoking is going to be a big one of those, right? A real common one of those. And um, I want to be super, 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 super clear because You know, that doctor who points the finger at people and says, wag, 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 you should have, should have not done that. That ain't me, all right? (laughs) So yeah, Let (laughs) let me just make that clear. However, the compassion that I seek to bring to every one of those interactions does not allow me to let the person off the hook, right? So showing up in that moment with compassion requires me to make sure that the person recognizes that this is an opportunity for them to change the course of the ship, right? And I write about this um, on my Substack page, this patient who walked into my office very recently with her second smoking-related cancer in two decades. She was a very kind, compassionate intelligent person who was out there doing great work right you know she was she was a good person she just smoked you know she just had this habit you know that she either could not or would not change right
1: yeah that's definitely a behavior change no question that's a
2: behavior change right there no (laughs) question right here's the second cancer we talk about coming to these same road signs and if you keep doing the same thing and so and, 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 and this is a conversation that everyone's heard, you know, to some degree or another, whether it's related to smoking, whether it's OUA too much, whether it's you spend too much money, you know, we've all had our version of, we just keep doing the same thing on the hamster reel, on cruise control. And so what I really try to encourage patients to do is to find a substitute for whatever pleasure it is that they're extracting From that behavior so um so how do we do that well we start first by just establishing that it's still pleasurable because do you uh, can you imagine the number of people who walk in the office who've been smoking for years decades even and when you ask them do you still enjoy that and they say no but they do it because they don't know how to do anything differently yeah Well, that's an easy conversation to have because if you don't enjoy it, then it's real easy to say, well, let's find something that you do enjoy. Do you enjoy spending time with your grandchildren? Do you enjoy, pick a pleasure, all right? We think about pleasures because we're in this Judeo-Christian society. This is a society that we live in, right? and pleasure is a little bit of a bad word because we connect that to sex and to vice, but pleasure is at the core of the human experience, right? We do things every day because they are pleasurable to us. We interact with family and friends. We do work because we find the work pleasurable, right? That's a whole other masterclass over there. But the point is that when it comes to these vices, we have to, identify those pleasures that we experience over and over again, that can become substitute for these habits, this behavior that we're engaging in, that has given us unwanted consequences. And so the challenge in every one of those interactions is to slow the patient down enough to bring them to this point of self awareness, where they can begin to second by second, minute by minute, day by day, filter through the thinking, the choices that they're making in their mind that keeps them on this hamster wheel. And that's why meditation is such an important part of my approach. Because at the end of the day, there's this awareness muscle that many people are oblivious to because we live in this pre-packaged society, right? Everything is a convenience and we don't know how the sausage is made. <laughs> That's yeah. Why we, we enjoy,
1: we enjoy eating it, but we don't know yeah, like, how it's yeah. made. Yeah,
2: We don't know how it's made. That's why that mentorship that we talked about earlier is important, right? Cause there's this transfer of knowledge. I'll never forget this experience I have with my daughter. She's 25 now and she's a PhD candidate and, um, we were, and I was, I was, I was divorced at the time, right? Uh, Because I'd come out. And um, so I was a weekend father. And we were preparing some holiday meal, let's say it was Thanksgiving, you know, in my apartment. And so I was doing the collards and the macaroni and cheese. (laughs) And she was washing the chicken. And she got real quiet. So I turned around and there's tears. And I was perplexed. You know, I was in weekend father mode. So I was thinking, what did I do wrong now? Mm -hmm. But it was the fact that this chicken had blood in it and she had no idea as a young millennial. And so she was traumatized by that. So that's the whole point, right? This was an opportunity to have that transferable. This is how things are done, dear, kind of. So we try to do that for patients, you know, with both science and compassion on a day-to-day basis, and it starts with helping people to identify what is pleasurable to them and then equipping them with the process by which they can carry that focus with them every day. And you'll be amazed how many people... Now, that is not to discount the benefit of, um, of drugs. We have some powerful medications out there which can help to change brain chemistry and can help to get people in a physiologic state where they can make those choices uh, more effectively. And and, and there's a role for that, right? Those things are adjuncts, but they are not in and of themselves the whole answer. Because if it was, we would just write people a prescription and we wouldn't have all these people still smoking, right? And we wouldn't have all of the death and the disability that is caused by those behaviors. and so that's the that's the approach and the strategy.
1: Yeah. Well, that's great. And I love when you talked about meditation. I be, and I'm a firm believer like I look at meditation is like, you know, is the 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 thing that that allows that that is the foundation to mindfulness. So mindfulness is a way of living. And when I find that when I meditate every day and I've been doing that for 25 years when I'm in the present moment, fear is reduced. Oh, and yeah. when I have more clarity and more focus, I can now see things for what it is, not what I think it should be. And for some reason I feel like I'm more secure and psychologically safe with my decisions, even if they're even if it's not the right decision, but at the time I thought it was. But then I can see the challenge or the mistake as an opportunity to learn and grow. Versus the other way around, when it was based on fear, that, you know, then I reacted to those situations. And then obviously, you no, know, then I wasn't using pleasure in the right way. So no I, I love that you said that. Yeah, no question in
2: my mind. And science bears this out as well that mindfulness practices can help us to take whatever skill that we have accumulated. It doesn't matter whether you're an athlete, an astronaut, a public speaker, an accountant, or in my case, a surgeon. You can take whatever skill you have acquired and you can apply that a skill with a greater degree of focus and what that translates into is impact. Yeah. I'll never forget um, about a year into me being disciplined with my meditation practice. And for me, meditation is real simple. All right. I try to bookend my day, 10 to 15 minutes. I set a timer. It sits right here on my desk and I don't offer any resistance. I'm not trying to quiet my mind. Eventually my mind does quiet. I just stop trying to resist in any way, shape or form. I put my focus on my breath and I let my breath be the vehicle for my journey in the experience of everything, you know, that this mind, body and experience and spirit can experience in those 10 minutes. But the point is that what that's done for me over a decade is that it allows me to go into the operating room to do these robotic surgeries and to become this observer. you mentioned the fear. Yeah. we all gonna we're all gonna have some degree of fear with us on some level right it's that it's that basal kind of brain stem you know reality you know yes. of our brains that's just the way that we've evolved but as opposed to being possessed and paralyzed by the fear we can become detached and removed from the fear and yeah. we're an observer we see the fear over there and in fact we use the fear to our advantage. We say, oh yes, I see you, you are my signal to pay a little bit more attention. And then we just, this is what I do. And then I just attend a little bit more. I have done surgeries at a level of proficiency to a degree of precision like I never have before because I started meditating. And uh, there's no question that I'm able to sit with patients in their times of crisis, you know, outside of the operating room and not bring my own crap into their life. That's the other part of this, right? We sit with ourselves so that we can get real clear on what it is that's happening inside of us so that we don't then bring that into the boardroom. We don't bring that into the classroom. We don't bring that into the office, into the clinic with patients. But getting back to the individual patient, what that meditation helps them to do is to really focus in on the things that they have to accept about themselves, the things that their journey and their life has been telling them about themselves. And maybe they just didn't give themselves permission to feel that way. They didn't give themselves permission to act on it. But here's this diagnosis that says you're going to grow in the courage to do this thing, or you're going to die wishing that you had. And when you can present it to people like that, after you've established a trust with them, right, you don't, you don't, you don't want to abuse people and you don't want to engage them in a conversation that they're not ready for. So you, you, you have to sense, you know, you have to test that out as well. And that comes with practice. Today, two decades of taking care of cancer patients helped you get real good at that, right? <laughs> but once you see that they're ready, once they wanna engage, like this patient who had two cancers from smoking in two decades, it was real easy. She said, yeah, I know, I really need to stop smoking. She didn't have any guilt attached to that she didn't have any shame attached to that she was ready to have the conversation so we jump right in that's what we do that's what we do every day day in and day out and um and at this point in my journey my desire is to transfer that to people on as broad of a scale as and to um be that agent of change for as many people as possible. And so that's why we're doing all the things that we're doing with Dr. Dwayne.
1: Well, that is so fabulous. And I know that we're going to end this second segment on such a high note to go into the last segment, Dr. Dwayne. I, you know, I I wish, you know, obviously, you know, so many people in the medical community can learn so much from you and the example that you are each and every day, uh, you know, not only as a you know, a top shelf, you know, oncologist, but, but, you know, just again, as a person relating to people and where they're at. And, and that goes a long way, especially when they recognize that, Hey, they played a part in this situation. Now you got to play a part to get you out of it.
2: Well, some of those people become
1: my clients and, (laughs) um, (laughs) Exactly. That's what we're here for, For, right? They become part of your clients now on on the coaching mindset side. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
2: That's the whole point. That's how (laughs) we help to reach as many people as possible is to equip the people like me who are struggling with how to do this. Show them how to do it. Absolutely. Support them in doing it.
1: Well, we got more to come with you. I cannot wait to what we're going to talk about in the third segment. Everybody, we got to go to break, but when we come right back, again, we're talking about sustainable behavior change with Dr. Dwayne Jenkins. He goes by Dr. Dwayne, and we'll be right back after the break.
0: What is balance?
2: This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be
0: inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to sustainable success.
1: Well, welcome back, everybody. If we have anybody just joining us, we're talking about sustainable behavior change with Dr. Dwayne, and we uh, this has just been such a fabulous show and tons of great content and things that can help you to start making changes in the area of not only your behavior but how we think. You're going to get to know a little bit more about Dr. Dwayne and how to get in contact with him towards the end of the show. But we encourage everybody to listen to this show in its entirety. No matter when you came in to listen, we encourage you to go over it. There is a ton of great information here. And again, you'll get an opportunity to reach out and get to know him to get more information. Again, our show is being brought to you today by Biz Explosion Conferences. Again, they have a show coming up in Denver, Colorado on June 9th and the 10th called the Achieve Biz Explosion Conference. And again, this is a great show if you are serious about taking your small business to the next level, opportunity to do any collaboration and meet new people. This is the show to be at. There will be a wealth of knowledge from the speakers. I'll be uh, keynoting this event uh, that uh, on June 10th, and we look forward to seeing you there. If you'd like to have any more information, feel free to reach out to AchieveBizConferences.com. That's AchieveBizConferences.com. So, Dr. Dwayne. We, uh, we've had such a great conversation and you have shared so much information when people are looking to make change. I, I know for the first time, cause I was so opposite of what I'm going to share that you're going to, you're going to ch- talk about is the ability to be open-minded yeah. and in today's world, that is so important across. We can talk about so many different topics related to that, but when it comes to behavior change, talk a little bit about, you know, the, the importance of being open-minded. Yeah. So,
2: as we were sharing earlier, I was thinking about um, an experience that I had, um, well, just at a year sober. Uh, I was just getting back to work. Uh, I'd taken some time off, and um, and I was getting myself together. You know, I was doing the things that I needed to do to right the ship. And my grandfather, who... Uh, is without question the strongest influence on my psyche. Um, I share about my grandfather a lot in my podcast. And uh, he got a cancer. He was almost 90 years old and he got a oral cancer. And I had seen him smoke maybe one cigarette in his lifetime. I mean, he was a World War II veteran and, um, you know, spent time on ships out in the South Pacific. So I'm sure maybe he smoked some when he was younger, but he was not a habitual smoker. I- I'd be real surprised if he smoked a pack of cigarettes in his whole life. Um, But anyway, uh, because I wasn't engaged 100% in practice full time, I was able to go there and to be with him and to walk him and my family through this process of dealing with this cancer diagnosis. And the first thing I said to him when I saw him, (laughs) he told the story differently. But the way that I tell the story is the first thing I said to him was, Granddad, you're going to be asked to do things that you've never had to do before. And I need you to do this one thing keep an open mind. Now, he says that I told him to keep his mouth shut and to keep his <laughs> mind open. <laughs> I don't remember it like that. Yeah, well, again, I- we hear what we hear, right? <laughs> but we hear what we hear. Exactly. Maybe he heard that. Keep his mouth shut and his mind open. But because he heard that, you know, in that moment of crisis when he was he was open and aware, he trusted me, he needed the help. Because he heard it, He was then able to undergo having half of his hard palate resected, having a prosthesis placed, learning how to use the prosthesis, learning how to swallow again and eat again and even speak again at almost 90 years of age. And then he lived several more years after that, cancer-free. The cancer never came back and he died a natural death. Um, So I tell that story to say that uh, and really, to piggyback on what we covered in the last segment, that for so many patients, and especially women, I only take care of patient, women, right? I'm a G1 oncologist. So all my patients are women. Um, they have spent their whole lives taking care of other people. And they have not had the opportunity or taken the opportunity. To consider what they wanted for themselves until something like a cancer comes along and makes them, you know, have a conversation with someone like me. And many times one of the hardest things to do is to convince them that it's okay for you to think about yourself a different way. And that's what I mean by being open-minded. See, it's not what we think about other people is important. And that plays a huge role in our relationships, but what determines what's possible for us in the world, in the universe, what determines how our experience and our existence unfolds are the things that we believe about ourselves. And it's that open-mindedness that I do my best to clue patients into and to coach them you know, about really the sky is the limit in terms of your experience and what's possible. Yeah. It's the same thing in business, right? If your mindset allows you to move into that space. And so that is the other element that is so important to bring to this dynamic as we're trying to move patients forward and to move businesses forward move individual clients forward into something that looks like their dreams coming true.
1: Yeah. Wow, I love that. And 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 I love this, I mean how you shared about your grandfather. And it's incredible, like again, the, you know, not only the compassion he had for your grandfather and you looked up to him and but he he was open minded and 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 you know and some people aren't. And and that's the you know that and, and we get on our own ways. And I found out like when you shared that like when I began to realize that if I keep looking at things to, from only my perspective and don't keep an open mind, I'm just going to constantly keep myself down and yeah. not get ahead. I'm going to constantly get caught up in the control I can't control. And that story you shared about your granddad just kind of just reminded me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just full circle. Anything, Dr. Dwayne, you'd like to close out on on this particular area of open-mindedness? Because I want to make sure we have time to let people know where to find you here, but anything that that you'd like to close on? My grandfather is the
2: reason why I am sober today. I recognized about six months after that um, experience with his uh, cancer, I recognized, and this was through therapy, that it was crucial for me to show up in that relationship with my grandfather from a perspective of complete authenticity and honesty. And so it was so important for me to have an explicit conversation with him about my sexuality, about the fact that I drank because of shame for years, and that I thought that he was ashamed of me. And he, without hesitation, said to me, you got to be true to yourself. (laughs) I speak about this um, in a talk that I uh, gave recently, a speak love talk. But it really is at the core of, well, it's the mission and the message that gets me up out of my bed every day and that keeps my butt in the seat, Yeah, helping people to recognize that this self-acceptance is the way forward. And if we can accept ourselves and love ourselves, then there's no end of ability for us to touch other people and to care for them and love them as well.
1: Uh, I I 100% support that. Be the example. I know we're towards the end of the show, Dr. Dwayne. We are definitely going to have you on a future uh, sustainable success show as oh, a follow-up to yeah. today. Uh, love the conversation. Yeah. How can people get to know more about Dr. Dwayne? It's real, doing-
2: real easy. Yeah. 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 It's real easy. <laughs> it's Dr. Dwayne, D-R-D-W-A-Y-N-E, no spaces. That's my website. And um, you can find me on Substack. That's where I'm putting all of my content these days. Substack.com. D-R-D-W-A-Y-N-E. No spaces. It'll pull you right up. And it'll bring you to my No Hard Conversations community. That's where we are digging deep into how we can show up as our genuine selves and be in communion with those around us so that we can create the world that we want to live in. That's what it's all about.
1: Well, Dr. Duane, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. Uh, you know, as a busy oncologist, uh, you just shared so much great wisdom. We can't thank you enough, not only personally from me, but from the Sustainable Success and Voice America uh, staff here. Thank you so much, Chris. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And listeners, we want to thank you each and every week joining us here at Sustainable Success. Again, we highly encourage you to share this show with somebody you care about. This is such a great topic and something that you can make a change to help somebody move forward. We encourage everyone to reach out to Dr. Dwayne, learn more about him, and and there's so much great things that he could help you with. And again, Dr. Dwayne, thank you so much. And listeners, thank you again. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and we'll see you Next Thursday, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard. Till then, have a great rest of your week.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.